Ciao. You're listening to Ed Up Insights, where you'll get my take on higher education. I'm Bill Pepicello, former president of University of Phoenix, author of the book Leadership on the Field of Play and Higher Ed Vagabond. So let's get started, podcasties. You know, as we wind down 2023, I want to talk about some of the things that I have uh, obsessed over this year and things to watch for 2024. And of course, those of you who have been paying attention will notice that I was mostly right in my assessments, and I'll explain why that is. Now, I'm going to start with my sage advice for everyone going forward, and that is do your own research and your own thinking. You can't trust anyone, except for me, of course, to provide you with unbiased information. If you want to know about lawsuits affecting higher education, or legislation, or stuff like mergers, acquisitions, and downsizing, go to Google or another search engine and find the link to the bill or the documents in question, or the university strategic plan, or the details of an acquisition. You know, it's actually pretty easy, as evidenced by the fact that I can do it. And I've talked about this in many episodes, And the deal is you have to look at the media, mainstream, social, and cable. It's all like a fishing lure, right? Information or what passes for it looks really appealing. You can always find some source that will tell you what you want to hear. But like that lure, the bait, there's a hook inside. And you may find yourself spouting not what you really would think, but what someone else wants you to think. Now, if you hear or read something that sounds, well, fishy, check it out. Then you can decide what you think. Now, especially important here is separating words from deeds. Saying something doesn't make it true. You know, if you're fooled, as a student, a taxpayer, or a donor, it's at least partly your fault. Check out the fine print on tuition, debt repayment, and so forth. The headline is not the whole story, folks, and use common sense. If someone tells you that it's raining, open a window and stick your hand out. Did it get wet? Now, in a related matter, Beware of the influence of social media. You know, there are lots of smart people on the internet, and there are also lots of crackpots, influencers, and demagogues, all armed with attractive lures that hide an ugly hook. You know, anyone can say anything about anything pretty much with impunity. That doesn't make it true. So don't run with what some wannabe pundit posted as the gospel. Unhappy students, faculty, or community leaders are not necessarily the vessels of truth. And especially beware of single source news. You can look for someone to tell you what you want to hear, or just let someone tell you what to think. Or with surprisingly little effort, you can check things out yourself and make an independent assessment. It's called critical thinking. Now, Bertrand Russell, 
uh, is credited with having said, many people would rather die than think. And in fact, many of them do. And Thomas Edison is said to have opined, 5% of people think, 10% of people think that they think. The other 85% would rather die than think. Now these snarky perspectives are particularly relevant today thanks to social media. You know, as I mentioned, the internet is full of stuff that passes for information. If you want an opinion on a given topic, just go to any number of search engines or TikTok or Facebook, then you can pick one. That's why I'm always right. All I have to do is scroll until I find the genius who says what I want to hear, and then I adopt the opinion as my own. Cool, huh? Well, this approach falls someplace in between laziness and gullibility. But here's another take on this. Some might say, and I think I just did, that social media and search engines make it easier not to think. But you know what? It could be that just the opposite is true. How so, you ask? Well, allow me to elaborate. The internet affords us multiple sources of information, for sure. Maybe a reasonable and logical and rational approach is to compare, contrast, and assess some of these sources, and voila, you have an opinion that is yours. Okay, so let's look at issues in higher education that I've discussed this year that will require continued attention, and you can use what I've just been talking about to analyze them. These are all things that I, and lots of others, have already explained. But don't take anyone's word for anything. Here's a short list of things that you can easily research while you're watching football or hiding from a room full of relatives after a big holiday meal. So let's start with a couple of controversial items. First, there's the 1619 Project. Any idea what it actually is or what it is grounded in or what its purpose is, I'll bet you don't. The same is true with legislation, like the don't say gay bill, which doesn't exist because there's no bill with that name. Now, if you haven't read the bill and only absorbed opinions and analyses, I bet you have no idea what this and similar legislation are all about. The same with DEI legislation and campus activity. First, go and start with a solid definition of what DEI is. If you can find that, then you can see how policies and programs out there reflect that definition. Another thing to look at and keep in mind is the terminology that's in use in the debates of what I was just talking about and in other things. You now, for example, the word terrorist is being bandied about liberally these days. Everyone from concerned parents at school uh, board meetings to soldiers in conflicts around the globe are branded with this moniker. What? And what do terms like left or right or conservative or progressive mean in the political arena? As we see on our streets today, words are being expressed in actions that may or may not represent the true meanings of those words. Figure it out. 
Okay, enough of that. There are two broad categories that we ought to keep an eye on in the coming year. First, the realm of politics, of course. There are, there are several issues that I've discussed in previous episodes that are far from being resolved. The whole mess around student loans and debt forgiveness is nowhere close to resolution or even significant progress. Regulation of online program managers, for-profit institutions, and gainful employment are also likely to drag on, especially as a new election cycle is upon us. And finally, the public needs to be wary of what will undoubtedly become an epidemic of campaign promises concerning the transformation of higher education. Now, in this regard, my advice would be to review the promises, both federal and state, from the last cycle and see what actually came from those promises. Then you can figure out something. Last, at least for this episode, and this the second area that I want to talk about, is to follow how higher education is struggling to figure out how it is going to integrate into society going forward. There are several essential questions that will need to be answered, like what should higher education be providing to the public? Where will this be provided? And how will it be provided? Issues like the relevance of degrees and the value added of certificates and badges and such will have to be addressed. And in this regard, we need to see how higher education will more fully partner with local communities at a micro level and integrate into the general American society at a macro level. So I'm now gonna leave you with what I think is an intriguing question that higher education and society will have to ponder going forward. And it's a great topic for coffee at professional conferences or at the pub after the meetings. There is no doubt that higher education is in an era of evolution. Trends like right-sizing, aka mergers, acquisitions, cuts, and closures are a fact of life and are not likely going to go away. So here's the question. Is all of this a signal of the imminent demise of higher education, or is it an appropriate and even healthy response to the social and economic reality that is driving similar trends in the business world and society as a whole. My two cents here is that it's the latter. Change is not easy, but it is inevitable and has to be anticipated, prepared for, and acted upon. If we, just, if we just wait for something to happen, it will, and it may not be pleasant. If we jump into the fray and act on opportunities, we have our best hope. But one thing is for sure. As Einstein observed, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So think about that as we go into 2024. And Happy New Year. See you in the next exciting episode. Ciao.